0: Hey Sam, I'm Matt. He buys scented candles from home bargains, and I do not, because I am a man, and that's just the way it is. <coughs> Toxic <coughs> masculinity. <coughs> oh, sorry, there, I got something
1: caught in my throat. Ooh, I Did do you? Apologize. That, that
0: is unfortunate. Before we go any further, Sigoura, should we explain why you started the intro today and not me?
1: Um, Because you wanted to do a story? I don't... I... Oh, We're basically,
0: three. basically, we have the roles of reverse today, so yes. Sam will be doing my normal segments, and I will be doing Sam's normal segments. I uh, mm-hmm. just thought we'd change it up for a week. Um, so yeah, this is episode 55. Indeed it is. Indeed it is.
2: <laughs> Indeed it is.
1: <laughs> and uh... as Matt has already alluded to, huh?
3: Very good. Uh, I buy scented candles because I am also a man who just likes scented candles. Hang on.
1: I swear you buy candles as well. Where did you get that from? I distinctively remember you buying a candle for your room. Right. Live on the Uh, podcast. Okay. No, No, no,
0: no. No, no, no. Okay. So I... Years ago, I bought. Enjoy a that Uno Reverse. Enjoy that Uno <clears throat> Reverse card. Play. No, no. Hang on. Listen before you start judging. Uh, years ago, I bought a plain candle, not a scented one, just that so, uh, I could light it um, on special occasions for my, you know, my, the, the big uh, plaque kind picture of my uncle I've got. Yeah. Well, on his birthday, for example, I like to just light a little candle underneath him just to, you know, help remember him, but it's not scented. I don't, I don't go around the shops and go, Ooh, this smells really nice. I'm going to buy it.
1: Yeah. To be fair. I don't do that because I just find that awkward and cringy when anyone does it. I just, I, I have like a, a particular like candle I like. And then I have one that I usually like get if they, that one's not in. And if that one's not in, then I just walk away from the candle section because I don't want to be there sniffing all the candles. But anyway, this isn't a bad thing. Let's not get, get bogged thing. down. I don't, I don't understand why this is a problem. Why is this a thing?
0: Let's not get bogged down with who's buying candles of the scented kind and who's not. Yes. So, Gora. Yes. You need to start this bit because I normally start it. Therefore, the roles are reversed and you need to start it today.
1: Yeah, but that, oh, that, that's also gone to a little, a little bit of shit because you t- t- said like the episode number and everything, you know. So, but anyway. But, that, uh, <laughs>
0: How have you been this week? Well, that's, a, that's really kind of you to ask. Thanks. It's not that extra um, oh. I'm joking. It's a joke. Laugh. And we move on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am okay. So, go on. Good man. Not brilliant, but not bad. Um, today, for example, I have been home this afternoon. And... Hmm. Um, I am hopefully going to be moving rooms. So Grubber. oh really? Not. This, I ha- actually don't know this. No, not so. Not. I'm not moving out. No, you're just moving I'm, like rooms. I'm just. I'm moving to the front room rather than I'm in the back room at the moment. Um, yeah. So that's hopefully happening at the end of October. So I. So what's well, the
1: reason for that? Uh,
0: because I would like to change where i am so that in the summer i am not melting to death in the nighttime. that's a benefit Hmm. um so yeah i went to my boxes i obviously bought with me from when i moved out of the the family home yeah
1: and
0: uh, i found and i did send the video to you and glenn earlier um i found the so when i was how do i how do I say this without making myself sound really, like, stupid? Basically, when I was younger, yeah. um, I lived in, in Hemel, as yeah. some of us know. And the, yes, and the schooling system in Hemel is different to what it is in Leighton Buzzard. So in Leighton Buzzard, currently, they have lower school, middle school, and upper school. Mm. Um, whereas Hemel Hempstead has uh, infant school, junior school, secondary school.
1: Everyone struggles um, with to understand the three-tier system and it doesn't, I don't get it. Like one down here, everyone's like, what do you mean you didn't, what, what do you mean you don't understand what secondary school is?
0: Yeah, because you never went to secondary school. You no. went to middle school and then upper school. Yeah. So basically I went to so many different schools within like three years. So I finished my primary school and then did one year at secondary school. I then moved to Leighton Buzzard, so then went back down to middle school for one year and then went back up <laughs> to upper school. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point on that. So when I was in primary school, I, I struggled with my maths and English, um, like a lot of people do. Um, and as part of that, the school had a kind of like a curriculum thing with Watford now it wasn't it was like Watford the football too. club at the time it was it was like it was called the Watford learning center which was basically based out of Watford football club now um and we went there every Tuesday afternoon after school and we got a free slice of pizza segura um always a win Always a win. And they just helped us with um, doing, like, extra maths, extra English. There was a bit of ICT in there as well. Yeah. Um, but they did it by um, using football as, like, kind of thing. So, like, we, we measured the area and the perimeter of the then Watford pitch, for example. Right. Um, anyway, at the end of that year, uh, we had, like, an awards evening. And uh, we got given these yellow folders um, that we put all our work in. And at the time, so these are two names that probably people have heard of. um, A.D. Boothroyd, who, is he still the under-21s
2: England manager?
0: Yes, he is, yeah. Um, He was then the Watford manager. And Sean Dyche, you know, the... I'm so we just want to play football. Right? He was... We just play
1: football. We play proper English football.
0: He was then the Watford captain at the time. This was back in 2005. So I can't believe. I, few... I always forget.
1: The, I, I don't know if you get this as well, but I always forget that he played football.
0: No, he was a decent footballer. Um, yeah. He was After he finished playing for us, he became... Um, I think he went away for a bit, and then he was Watford manager. And then... The Pozzo family came in and sacked him. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I found this yellow folder today that has got Sean Deich's autograph, A.D. Boothroyd's autograph, stickers that I got for being a good student.
3: Um, and it just was rem- reminiscing on, uh, on old times, Segura. Oh. Um, but yeah, other than that, um not really a lot as
0: uh has happened this week. So uh, you know, it's nothing nothing to write home about
2: really.
1: I think that it's um I love when you go in and like you, you go through like your childhood stuff and like you find things and you just like it brings back the memories and you just sort of think about like what you're doing at that time. Like I always remember um was this before you yeah, it would have been way before you knew me, but I used to, like, like many kids of our generation, used to collect Pokemon cards. Yeah, so when I go, whenever I go home, my mum's always like, because obviously I've moved out, so I shouldn't really have any of my stuff there, but I don't have the room for it here. So I still got loads of stuff. She's like, oh, will you look through your cupboards? I'm like, yeah, okay. And I look through it. I'm just reminiscing. I see my Pokemon cards and I think I love this. I see my, um, I used to, when I was in lower school, so years one to four, I had a Pikachu um, cap. It was red and it had a picture of Pikachu on it. Nice. I used to wear it all the time. Um, and uh, my... there, were, there were girls in my class that used to steal it. And that's how I knew I liked girls. So that's a fun story.
0: That's how you knew you liked girls because they stole your cap.
1: And I liked it when they stole my cap. And then I chased after them. They chased after me, played kiss chase, you know.
3: Kid stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway. (laughs) So cool. Yes. How the devil have you been this week? I've
1: been all right, you know. Yeah. Not really done too much, which has been quite nice. I I met up with my sister on Saturday, um, and there there was no expletive conversation between you and her, which was amazing. No, we played it cool this time, didn't we? Although, can I say this? Yeah, I can. Um, So she sent me a TikTok the other day. And it was of um, Lewis Capelli, basically. He did a TikTok where he stitched. um, So that's where they, someone's created a video and he's just like gone over the back of the video. Like once the video is finished, he goes and he does his own thing sort of thing. He takes a snippet of it and then he, you know, does his own like content. And the start of it was um this girl that was explaining how um no, sorry, this guy was explaining how his girlfriend went to a um went to a concert in New York and was like uh, ended up sleeping with the singer and then came back and was like, "Yeah, but you know that that was my one like the, the one person like in when you're in a relationship." Everyone always has that, everyone jokes and has that celebrity that they can sleep with, and like, the other person can't say anything, sort of thing. All, fixed, all absolutely fake and not real, but uh, they're saying in this instance it happened. And he came off the back of it and was like, Yeah, you know, she did. Yeah, yeah, it was me. I was the singer, kind of thing. Anyway, point of it is, she sent that to me and said, This is my life. Matt is the celebrity. <laughs>
3: Well, I am a popular <laughs> person, so as we as we know. Uh, yeah.
0: Game chain
1: likes So, anyway, um, mm. other than that, work's been work. Uh, oh, the train strikes, man. I've ruined my
3: life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I've been good. I've been good. Good stuff.
0: Well, as we've mixed it up this week, uh, it's not going to be me doing Angry Man views. So we're going to have to pass over to the unfunniest person I've ever known. Rude. Uh, Hurtful. So let's let's cross over to. Uh,
3: you Sir don't Cropper. know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know how
0: to introduce my own section. It's horrible. Let's cross over to Sir Grobber in he's angry man reviews take good care of my baby
1: well i've got six angry man reviews today my guy. six
2: dad. you had five a <laughs> yeah the
1: the 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 other one is um you you're you're the problem you're
0: i'm the problem
1: you you're not being able to introduce your own segment on our own podcast that we've been doing for 55 episodes <laughs>
0: It's because I never have to introduce my own section. You no, but you hear explain. it. You hear it every single week. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> and now we're going over to the angriest person I know, Matt Dyer. Take it away. You, you know, sub I can
1: It's about your name for mine.
0: Yeah, but you're not the funniest person I've ever known.
1: Angry. It's not funny. It's Angry Man reviews. It's not funny Man reviews, unless I'm doing it this week. So actually, yeah, Funny Man reviews works. But oh yeah, it's angry, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they you're gonna have to crack on because oh, bloody hell, I'm having a, I'm having an aneurysm. Right. <clears throat> Sorry about that, children. Um, we're gonna move on with our, our segment now. Um, it's taken fifty-five weeks for us to have a semi-full-blown argument on the podcast.
3: <laughs> um, so the five best. We're not that kind of podcast. So the angry reviews
1: I've got are quite a range. Okay. The first is something that I might have brought up before, but as it's not my segment, I don't can't see if I have or not. So, first one is people who stand too close to you when they're showing you something. Doesn't matter if you're at work. Doesn't matter if you're in like someone showing you how you're having trouble with a ticket machine at a train station. The people that stand that little bit too close to you, and you're just like, there's personal space, and then there's you inside it
0: um um, well so if i'm showing you something on my phone let's say a a message from special guest glenn yep so how do you want me to stand you want me to be a mile away from you and hold my phone with a selfie stick so you can see from there do you no but you don't have to touch my body
1: but this is (laughs) what i mean the people that come close and they're like they're showing you how to do something they're like your their arm is touching your arm and like they're leaning into you and you're like this is And wholly unnecessary. When you show me something on your phone, you literally, like, say we're walking side by side as we do in our allotted places. You show me it by angling your wrist and your phone towards me to see it. And then I'll, like, lean into the phone, not into you. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think we can safely confirm that I have, other than shaking your hand, I have never touched you as a person. (laughs) So, show everyone where Matt Dyer touched you. was <laughs> my shoulder and my hand. He
1: put his hand on my hand. Uh, he pushed, he put his hand on my back when he's pushing me through the train station. We're going down the London tubes. He pushed me. Speaking of trains, the oh, next one, Matt Dyer.
3: Okay. People on trains that barred you to get on or off.
2: Mm.
1: We're we're British. We love we love a good queue. When you are queuing to get on a train, there's an unspoken kind of etiquette that as like there's there's usually two lines going onto a busy train. It so says so there's a busy platform going onto a train, there's usually two lines, and then right in the middle is where people come off. There's an unwritten rule where you like you get in the queue, you do your two lines, and you just sort of one goes on from each line or two go on from each line, sort of thing but it's the people okay. that are you are doing this and then all of a sudden they'll come up and just jump on the train like out of nowhere not even in the queue just come in, come in front of you and just jump on the train but they'll like push you out of the way to do it because they're worried that the doors are going to shut with them on the platform even though that's not how
0: trains completely work i can i hop on the back of that so go on? yes you can mm. please on the underground during mm. rush hour on the victoria line mm. for example trains are every minute yeah at worst case scenario they're every two minutes yeah and people get so arsey and annoyed and act like it's the end of the fucking world when they get onto the platform and the train's doors have just closed or they've just yeah. missed the train or they arrive on the platform as the train's going out the platform and yeah. you think fuck me what's so important in your life that you cannot wait one minute
3: yeah. Like,
0: no, you're right.
2: I just I don't, don't actually, understand
0: the minute.
1: Um, well, we can put a full stop on that. I mean, well, yeah. Speaking but, uh, of problems that people cause, etiquette in a pub. You don't drink, but you know the etiquette in a pub. When you're going up to the bar, you, if the barman says who's next, you generally will indicate who was there before you. That's just how pubs work. People that don't follow that, I've done this before. I've said this before with like, when it comes to the barman going to the attractive women and stuff, but when you're in any bar,
3: there's that way you're like, um, yeah. So the barman will say who's next and you just indicate to the
1: next person. It's the people that know full well, you were there before them and then just read off their order. And their order is usually long, usually quite big order just have just people need to have some common decency the system's been running the system's been running the system going since alcohol was created so let's not let's not think that just because you want to get in there quickly and get back to your table that you can do it you can't it's not it doesn't like that fair enough
0: i mean uh, when i go when i go to a pub i tend not to if i i tend not to stand up <laughs> I just sit in the corner until I have to go.
3: But, but when you would go for like food and stuff, and, like, it's the same as like... Um... I'll tell you what I will do, second one.
0: Mm. I'll give a shout out to my favourite pub in the world. Yes. You've been there. You yeah. enjoyed it. The Bridgewater Arms in uh, Little Gaddison. Oh, is... we, played, we played darts. We played with Noel. We <laughs> That nice Christian boy, Noel Edmonds. <laughs> that nice Christian boy, Noel Edmonds. Um, I, I love it there. I think it's because it's not a, like a town pub. It's mm. a nice countryside. Yeah. It's the type of place you go for a pub lunch, for example.
2: Yeah. And and there's nothing the better.
0: Nothing yeah. better in the world than a pub lunch. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe a Bengal spice. But um, yeah, that, uh, I, I like going there.
1: That's the only pub I really like. Yeah, it's the type of pub that doesn't have sticky tables.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, next one, Magda. People that bitch and moan about the government but don't vote. Oh,
0: oh here we go.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys say
0: more.
1: <laughs> you have a voice. If you've got a problem, fucking voice it. Use your feet, go to the polling station and vote. There's nothing worse than someone saying how bad Conservatives are, how bad Labour are, how bad Lib Dems are, how ridiculous it is that they don't have more um, green options or whatever. And then you say, oh, so if, if you, have you voted? It's voting day. Have you, have you gone and voted? Oh, no, I'm not going to do
0: that this year. Oh, they're all as bad as each other. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Fuck off. Oh, I'm, making a, I'm making a stand against it. A stand against what? Democracy? Fuck
0: Wait. off. <laughs> The staple of what the British, like the whole of Britain has been for like since it was created. All of the world minus
1: two countries. And one of them is technically a democracy. And we all know which country that is. Mm. Anywho, yes, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. I I honestly, it's, and this is obviously come around because voting season's nearly upon upon us, Mad They're doing all their speeches and stuff. Are they? Yes. They're going around slagging off the Conservatives, and then the Conservatives are slagging off everyone else, and it's just a bitch fest at the moment. Um, oh, that yeah. must be local, then, isn't it? I don't think we've got any here.
3: It's. No, no, this is the, the big boys and girls. But we haven't got a general election until like two years' time.
1: No, but it's a, there is a. What's it, election? By election, isn't it? All I know oh, is I we, we have to register to vote and have to fill out the forms and et cetera because we've got something coming up and they're going through the speeches to try and rally their party and rally the troops. And yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, let's not get bogged down with whose
1: years. Yes. Um, the final one is
3: something that we are going to completely understand. Okay. It's the people that create dating profiles
1: and maybe they talk to their friends. Maybe they um, want to copy what their friends have done because they think that's good or whatever. But what you end up with is the same fucking profile minus the photo. The only thing different the is the photos in the name and the age, the same
0: profile for every person on the app. I will make a, an example here. So go. Please do. If you have a dog, I'll love it more than no. you. <laughs> oh, don't.
3: <laughs> oh, what
1: was it I said to you? I sent. I sent a thing to you the other day, which made me think of it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to grab that. So I, I'm gonna take an example now from Hinge, generally, because what I find on Hinge is obviously Hinge is one that's like for relationships, and you get prompts. So they start off like um, like this, for example, um, what I want to know about you or. So one thing that I see all the time, when I say all the time, I mean, if I'm in a day going through like the stack of profiles, I see this over five times, I would say. And it is um, what I want. What I want to know about you is your favorite pasta shape.
2: Me? Eh?
0: Yeah. Your favorite pasta shape.
3: I'm not sure I've ever seen that.
0: Your favorite you pasta shape. I see. I see this all the time,
1: all the time, mainly on Hinge, but all the time. The next thing is, uh, together we can, dot dot dot, and it's oh, go go to big
3: Tesco's together. I've never seen that either. Well,
0: <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> it's,
1: I don't. This cannot be a South thing because I did definitely see it when I was back up there as well. Well, hang on, it's I'm in
0: just, the South as well, Sigourma, so
1: well, you're close to the Midlands, aren't you?
0: No, how, <gasps> how fucking dare you Segura. I will not be associated with the middle of the UK thank you very much what
1: are you closer to the south coast or Birmingham Birmingham
2: I rest my case anyway well, no, but that's, ridic- well, no,
3: well, that's ridiculous it's like if you like <laughs> That's <laughs> it's just, ridiculous is it it's okay. ridiculous Segura. fuck off
1: but like yeah, together we can go big Tescos together. I see this all the time, and the last one is um, uh, my my favorite fact: otters hold each other's hands when they sleep so they don't float oh, away. Yeah, I've I've seen that one a lot. Yeah, honestly, like it. I understand that if you're struggling with a prompt, that's fine. But all those ones I read out were literally on. Three girls' profiles in the same night that I was, like, obviously going through the stack. Three girls, identical. The only difference is the photos. Now, the photos, obviously, they have the chicken feet hands and all that, but it's just, I get tired. I'm tired. This is one of the things I think that get gets you tired when you're doing, like, online dating and stuff is... You see the same shit over and over and over again. There's something you sent to me um, the other day that you saw on a profile.
3: I um, can't remember what it was now. Oh, it's a shopping list of things. That's that's another thing. Oh. The,
1: sh- the shopping list of, oh, you need to be this. You need to do that. You need to do this for me. You don't do any of them either, Han. What are you talking about? But are you still there?
3: Yeah, I'm just letting you vent,
1: Zagora. No, oh, I vented. I was, I, I'm vented out. I'm just annoyed.
3: <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I do wonder. I, I, um, I agree. I mean, I've said it before
0: like, just online dating in the 21st century is just literally the worst. And it just means that people that are not, you know, look, like looking like Brad Pitt mm. or haven't got the figure of I don't know David Beckham or something like that, yeah, the, the normal man really has just got no chance. Like, also, like... W- also, what happens if you're not in an area where there's a big Tesco's? What are you going to do? That's, you can't have your romantic day out there, can you? Well, this is, this is true, Sagora. I mean, God forbid you might have to go to Azda instead. <laughs> Do you know that reminds me of? I think I've said this before. Do you remember when KFC ran out of chicken? Yes. And they did that interview with a woman sitting in the car, and she was like, I've had to go to Burger King. Oh, f- fucking hell. What, this, is, this is what the human race has become.
3: Literally. L- literal shit. <laughs> Any more for any more, Sigur uh, No. I'm sure special guest Glenn is on that list as well. What, he's annoyed you this week? Every week. Well, that's, that's... I'm going to stop this recording before it goes any further. Well, hopefully he's not in the shower, actually.
1: And now it's time to meander through the forest of funnery. Go past, <laughs> go pa- go past the crick a crack <laughs> and over the bridge of banter My... to our friend Matt Dyer in our segment.
2: <laughs>
1: Matt
3: Dyer does story time with Sam.
2: Forest of funnery. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. Well gather around everyone. <laughs> um now I for today, Barbara, I've got an I've got an the
0: I've, 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 I've got an Am I the Asshole for you. Yep, lovely. Um and I'm gonna be honest. hmm
2: <laughs>
0: I was supposed to get a story for after the Am I the Arsehole. Um and I forgot Right until two seconds before we hit the record button. Um, so it's, I've it's found one. I found one that I've not read through, but it's got quite a lot of upvotes and it was only posted seventeen hours ago. So it could be good. It could be good. And uh, the "Am I the Asshole?" is also quite a, a recent one as well, um, which which should be good. Okay. So um, let's crack on, so with the, the with the "Am I the Asshole?" and it is. Am I the asshole for declining a phone appointment with a doctor on the grounds that I actually want to see one in person?
1: Interesting. Please proceed. Are you ready, Sagora? I am ready. I'm strapped in for this.
0: I, a 27-year-old male, have been back and forth to see a GP since 2013. The area in which I live is growing and growing, yet no more local amenities... That word. Nice. Yep. I mean, it's easier. Are being built, such as schools and GP surgeries. I have largely had no problems over the years in being able to make an appointment with my GP. However, that all changed back in 2020 when COVID hit us. Since then, there are never ever any appointments that are pre-bookable. And if you must call the, if you want to get one, you must call the surgery at 8 a.m. in order to try and get one. However, you'll be in a queue of at least 20 to 30 people. We are now in October 2022. See, I told you it was a, a recent one. It's really recent, yeah. <clears throat> we are now in October 2022. However, nobody seems to have told the surgery this. You still have to wear a face mask upon entry to the building, something that hasn't been a legal requirement since January of this year in this country.
3: Uh... Ah, it's... Yes. Apologies, Sigal, the person, that the, 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 the OP. Yeah. I um,
0: think stumbling over their words a bit here, um, but here we go. Uh,
3: I'm not even sure that I have any in my house anymore. I oh, know that does make sense. Yeah, that does. They yeah. are still only offering, <laughs> don't rush me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: They are still only offering phone appointments rather than people coming into the surgery, something that I find ridiculous. Hello, doctor. I would like to tell you about my knee and this massive, massive growth that's coming out of it. Ah, yes. Could you describe it as we are on the phone and I can't see it? That's how I imagine a conversation goes when you have to call the doctor now rather than, you know.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Uh, Back in July, I finally was able to make an appointment for the 19th of September to see a doctor in person. However, a few weeks before the booked slot, Her Majesty the Queen passed away. And Monday the 19th was going to be the day of the state funeral. Therefore, all the shops, GPs, dentists, supermarkets, anything non-urgent was closed for the day. That is true, Sir Cobber. They they were. Yeah. Yeah. The surgery on the Friday before rang me to rearrange the appointment due to this. I didn't think anything of it, as it was what I expected to happen anyway. I then managed to book with the surgery an appointment for the following day which was a stroke of luck. As the receptionist was ending the call she said that the doctor would call any time between that half hour. I was shocked as I thought I was seeing a doctor in person. When I queried this I was told that in fact this new slot was a phone consultation only and the doctor wouldn't be able to see me physically. I waited until the following day and checked the local health board's app where you can book GP appointments and I managed to find an appointment for October the 5th. Uh, I therefore cancelled my appointment with the call doctor and made a separate one that I can physically go into the surgery, albeit many weeks further in advance. I find it extremely frustrating that I pay my national insurance, however I have, have it so difficult, so much difficulty to actually see a GP at my surgery I would like to add as well that my actual assigned GP the one that is on my medical record I haven't actually seen in five or six years now as every time I have to go and see someone it's always someone different I know they are extremely overstretched in what they do in terms of the number of patients they see however I find nowadays that most doctors or anyone of a health or medical related profession are not particularly empathetic They don't really communicate with you unless they really have to. Some I've encountered don't even look at you in the eye when they're talking to you. They just tap away on their PC screen. They don't read patient notes before you arrive. And therefore, you are just a number to them. And they want you in and out as quickly as possible, with as little time tending to you as possible. Anyone would find this difficulty? Uh, No, I just made up words. I I do (laughs) apologise. Anyone would find this difficult, but as someone who struggles with their mental health and is going to the doctor to get updates on their progress and discuss the next course of actions or steps, it really is tight. I'm not
3: quite, is degrading the right word here? No. Or demeaning? Uh, I mean, de- it's not degrading. Demeaning is probably closer to what you want to
0: say there. Well, the OP, wants the OP wants to say, though? You're
1: saying
2: uh,
0: it with your words. Yes. Uh, I find, I find which is pretty much meant I have been putting off as much as possible any appointments for the last five years, unless I really need to. As for phone lonely doctor's appointments... I can understand why it was a thing during COVID, especially during lockdowns, but here we are nearly three years on from that, and we are still unable to see a physical person in real life. I just don't understand it. Mm. So, Reddit. Am I the arsehole for declining a phone appointment with a doctor on the grounds that I actually want to see this one in person?
1: Hmm. I've, actually got, I've got an opinion on this, and I agree with OP because... The the main reason why I agree with O.P. is because they had an appointment to see a physical doctor. And then once they'd rebooked said appointment, because of circumstances no one saw happening, they were then offered a um, a phone consult, which... A phone consult? Consult.
0: Oh, I thought you said (laughs) consult. No.
1: Um, Which, to be honest, is... A bit like trying to order a whole chicken from Sainsbury's went on online, and then they bring your parsnip. It's just not the same thing <laughs> at all.
2: <laughs> so that was a great <laughs> analogy, Sagar. So
1: for me, I agree with OP. Like, as we are now in a more open and free world in terms of our movement um, with COVID. Yes, okay, COVID is still around. It's still a big thing. It's still causing so many. Illnesses and lives to be lost. However, in this day and age, if you need to physically go in, be face to face with someone, you can. And in terms of wearing masks and stuff inside a doctor's surgery, I don't think it should happen in the waiting rooms. I'd understand if it was in a sterile environment or more. the consultation room, even that to me though is silly because you you don't sit on the doctor's lap, do you? You sit very far away from them. So,
0: I just think it's it's this something that is literally for the rest of everyone's life now. Is you have to wear a face mask when you go and see a doctor? But I don't think it's even in if you surgeries. don't have COVID. I don't think it's in all surgeries. I think it's in. I
1: think it's down to the surgery to decide. I I honestly think it's down to the
0: surgery to decide because I don't think my surgery you have to wear a mask in. Listeners, get in touch. When you go to your GP surgery, do you have to wear a face mask? Do let us know
2: in the comments below.
0: But
1: another thing that I agree with from OP is the frustration of being a number. We all know that NHS is... um, overworked we all know the nhs there is so many people and not enough um resources of of doctors and things to see them but in op's case he's his place where he's living is becoming so overpopulated that if that's a problem they're not doing anything about it well then isn't that the actual issue here
0: hmm. if you free well, up go on. i was gonna say here's some information yeah. for you Zigerwa. so that uh was written on the first of October okay. and the OP's online ID is uh, keyboard corner. Do you know anyone that is called keyboard corner, Segroba? That's you. It is indeed me, Segroba. I am <laughs> the original poster <laughs> of this. <laughs> this is one that I wrote myself. So Yeah, Yeah. for disclosure, I haven't actually put this on Reddit because I am scared of that kind of thing. I don't need Mm. everyone telling me their opinions um, if I'm right or wrong. So I haven't actually posted this. That's why I can't actually read my own writing. So if I stumbled (laughs) a lot during that, that's the
3: reason. Um, But yeah, there we go. Well, I agree with you, Mattar. Thank you. So
0: there we go, Sagora. Um Should we move on to the story that I found about two seconds before we start recording?
1: I am intrigued to know what this story is, so please proceed.
0: This one is called Moonlight Equilibrium.
1: Fuck <laughs>
2: off. Fuck <laughs> off. I hear ya. I hear ya. <laughs> you really hated
0: that, didn't you? Oh my god. You said it so many times. I know, it? it's hilarious. It got etched in my brain. I'm sorry to hear that. Cigarette, so, this one is called There's Something Weird About the Old House Where I Live. Thank you, Jeremy Parkson. Please take it away. Dear 54.
1: Hello, Marcus <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> Literally, the way you said that. It was Jeremy Clarkson, and then you jumped into Marcus Bentley.
0: I am a man of many
3: impressions. I was always alone. My parents kicked me out as soon as I turned 18.
0: The rest of my family lived across the world. I didn't have any friends. Sorry. Again, I'm reading words that aren't there. I didn't have many friends. Long story short, I wasn't loved. Most of my time, I spent aimlessly wandering around my town, hoping that somebody would come for me. It never happened. There was this house. I always felt quite drawn to it. It was abandoned. looked like it had been there for quite some time. Vines were crawling across the exterior. The windows
3: were boarded up, and the paint was chipping away. I never explored it, mainly because it didn't look safe.
0: But as I walked by it one very late night, I realised even if it was unsafe and I died in it, nobody would care. They wouldn't even go looking for me. Oh well, what the hell, I muttered to myself. I might as well. As I approached the front door, it creaked open by itself. The inside was musty and covered in dust, but not nearly as broken down as it was down on the outside. Just like Sam Cropper's ability to find his girlfriend. Oh, I was just about to enter when I heard something strange. A piano playing. And right by the piano, a strange shadow looking like Matt Dyer, getting larger and larger as it slithered towards me. I shouldn't have put my name in before this sentence. I'm a
2: snake.
3: I'm a a (laughs) snake. I stepped back in shock. It was some
0: thing. It had tentacles in place of, of arms and its smile was sharp and yellow, unnaturally large. Its eyes resembled a snag,
3: or that it did a human. (laughs) It held out a tentacle towards me. Come, stay,
0: you'll love it here. Its cold tentacle wrapped around my arm and pulled me into the house, where the door slammed behind me. I've gone full Marcus Bentley without doing the accent. (laughs) It dragged me towards a table where dozens of other creatures sat. I won't do the accent. Something with nothing but a gaping black hole. Oh, well. Uh, Jesus a, Christ. For a mouth and eyes, drooled beside me. A monster with pale skin and no pupils grinned at me. An octopus looking creature. In a droopy chef's hat, walked oh, pussy. Hey, walked towards the table, a grand plate of disgusting-looking entrees in his tentacles. Moonlight equilibrium. Oh, fuck pet-
3: off! Oh, not again. <laughs> Did you do this whole thing just fucking <laughs> bringing You generally sound like a two-year-old that's just been you've just
0: asked for something to eat and you and they've just refused to give you anything.
3: You <laughs> I'm gonna hold my breath now.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know
3: why that angers me so much. I genuinely think it's because you traumatise me.
1: Very sorry to hear that. Move on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you realize that on your wedding day, in my A speech, as obviously fellow CEO. Dramatic reading, please. Thank you. Dramatic reading, and it will have moonlight equilibrium in there somewhere. I can just imagine you now, moonlight equilibrium. (laughs) Uh, It will go something like this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for visiting Sam Cropper's wedding to his wife, Alessia Russo.
1: Bruce, so Alessia, well it's not going to be, it's going to be different, obviously <laughs> Alessia Cropper A. Hey.
0: I first met Sam back in 20 2007 8, Ugh. 2008 when we were just sheer younglings looking you over to the a grasshopper looking over the hills of Leighton Buzzard with the moonlight equilibrium oh. Anyway, let's not get bogged down about who's not getting married and who is. So, I mean, yes, I'm definitely going to die alone. Dig in, the tentacle creature said. That same wide grin staring at me. What? What is? Who are you? I asked. The tentacle creature laughed. Oh, foolish one. Look at us. We were just like you once. Outcast. Alone. Basically, Sam Cropper. Nowhere to go. Fuck it out. Until we found this house. Stay a while. You'll be like us in no time, it hissed. I will
3: never be like you,
0: I yelled and ran towards the door. But it didn't open, no matter how hard I pushed. The creature with white eyes grabbed me and dragged me upstairs into a room with a single, mouldy-looking bed. Ooh, where's this going, Sekor? Got a bit sexual very quickly, didn't it? Rest, young one. You have lots ahead of you. Check his hard drive. It <laughs> is hard drive. It's, it smiled, and I could see the bugs in its teeth.
2: Let me go home, please.
0: It shook its head. You cannot leave, I cannot leave, even if I wanted to leave. This is your home now, as it is mine. I am not like you, I said, tears in my eyes.
3: This is your home, not mine.
0: The creature laughed a wheezy, throaty, Sean Dyche-style laugh. <laughs> What makes you think I am not like you, young one? I'm a human. Oh no, sorry.
2: I'm a human.
3: You're just some... something,
0: I said. It sighed. I was human once. It reached into its dirty shirt pocket and pulled out a picture. It took me a while, but as I looked at it, the resemblance was there, and it bamed. Became clearer to me that it was, in fact, Moonlight Equilibrium. You are a bastard. You
1: fucking know. You've done this whole story. It like a, uh, no, i no, not going there.
0: Became clearer to me that it was, in fact, that monster. This was me. I was alone, like you. I had nowhere to turn but this house. I hated it. Just like you. But as time went on, I found myself more at home. It changed me. You don't have to love it right away. But trust me, this is where you are meant to be. Just give it a
3: try, okay? He said, and walked out. I sat on the disgusting bed, processing everything. Just give it a try, okay? What are you you laughing at? (laughs) You sound so confused. No, no, that's the next, that is the next line.
0: Just give it a try, okay? Just give it a try, okay? Slowly, I lied down on the bed, and and to my surprise, it was comfortable. To be fair, my bed at home was just an air mattress lying on my kitchen floor. Is this person?" Uh, well, don't worry, Sego, but this isn't one that I've written. <laughs> this isn't me." <laughs> but this was like nothing before. I fell asleep in an instant, and I had a thought that maybe this wasn't going to be so bad after all. The next morning, as I woke up, I looked different. Not too different, just enough for me to notice. My skin was pale and my arms were vanier. My hair looked more matted, and when I asked to see myself in the mirror, I couldn't help but notice my eyes were turning red. As time went on, it felt more and more like them. No, again, I'm reading words that aren't there. As time went on, I felt more and more. Like them. Things I used to be disgusted by became hobbies of mine. And things that I used to fear about made me smile. I barely noticed any changes in me until after a week later. Were my teeth sharper or was I
3: just crazy? But I shook it off. But as time went on, I finally felt at home.
0: This was my home where I could find joy in tearing a live rat's head off and drinking its blood, or where I could eat live bugs whenever I so desired.
2: This that's was that's meant to quickly. be... Mm.
0: I was turning into the man I was supposed to be. The tentacle monster, who I now recognise as the most esteemed of gentlemen, smiled at me one day. Ah, brother, you have become one... Of One with us. A true monster. Monster? Who was he calling monster? I was no... I looked in the mirror, and I saw myself. My skin was now completely white. My fingers were long and sharp at the end. My eyes had turned a bright red. My hair had fallen out. I was one of them. I had become... The pale-faced man. One day, I was lounging by the piano. I heard the door creak open. A young man, maybe about my age, looked around.
2: Ha, ha, hello?
0: He called. I crawled towards him, eager to make a new friend. He jumped back at the sight of me. Oh, <laughs> that was nearly a disaster for sentence. <laughs> I flashed him. My nail. That well, yeah. (laughs) This is my point. I flashed him my nicest, most gentlemanlike smile.
3: I reached out my hand to him. Come, stay. You'll love it here. Yes. Whoa. Above all else, Madar, this made me realize something.
0: I'm not very good at reading books. No, not that.
2: No.
1: We need to launch a tots cast of the Sound Mantics variety.
0: I'm sorry, a what tots
1: cast? Tots TV, like not like Tots TV. But we need to read bedtime stories on a podcast. Maybe not necessarily this one, because a lot of what we say is not um, PG. So what we're saying is, people. If you would like to hear bedtime stories brought to you by Salama let us know. No and that is not quite what we've got time for this week. And yes, we have no what's...
0: way, man. Yeah. So, Grover, um, I've got a song for you that I chose literally about 15 minutes ago when we had our little break.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, reason for it is the song I was going to do was the goodbye song from Bear in the Big Blue House, because that is my favourite at the moment. Not that I'm watching yes. Bear in the Big Blue House, may I just clarify? It's just uh, I listened to it the other day and I said Bear stopped- in the Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. Yes. So we've got a different song So grow up. Okay, Yep, yeah, go and proceed. This one is just as good. Here we go. I'll be the judge of
3: that. <clears throat> I close my eyes and I can see a world that's waiting up for me that I call my own. Through the dark through the door through where no one's been before but it feels like home they can say they can say it all sounds crazy they can say
0: they can say i've lost my mind i don't care i don't go i don't, yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't care so call me
3: crazy we can live in a world that we design, and then it goes into the chorus. So,
0: Robert, uh, which is an absolute quarker. Any ideas on the song?
1: Uh, this is going to be bad because I know I know it. But no,
0: that is a million dreams from the Greatest Showman.
1: Oh, that's why I knew it. Mm. You know, and that came out in the cinema. I watched it five times. Did you actually?
0: I summer, yeah. I it didn't appeal to me at all. And um, one day I was round. I think this is when I was living at Ash's for a time. Hmm. Um, and Ash put it on uh, film four and the greatest showman was on. And, and she said, Oh, you, you're, you're musical. You, you all like this. I was like, oh, I doubt it. And yeah. it very quickly became one of my favorite song, uh, favorite films ever. And now whenever uh, one of us watches it, like if it's on the, um, on, on the telly. Yeah.
3: Um
0: we'll always snapchat the other one and say,
2: Oh no, what's on? <laughs>
0: oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I went, yeah, went through it five times.
1: But just before we move on, me saying that line, do you know what it reminded me of? No. Pete and Dawn. Joey's you know been to a pool five times. Five <laughs> times.
0: <laughs> Lights will go. Gar- <laughs> do you know what? I've never done that song on the dramatic reading. You haven't? No. You haven't.
1: I'm going to do it next week. No, that really is all we've got time for. And, and if one week is too long to wait for your Salamantics fix, here's Matt
0: with how you can get it. So, Grobby, you can go to our uh, um, Instagram page, which is at Salamantics. You can go to our TikTok page, which is at Salamantics. You can go to our Facebook page, which is the SAMA Antics Podcast. You can send us an email to the SaMA Antics Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our Twitter, which is at, uh, at Samma underscore podcast. And you can go to our Twitch page, which we still have not done anything on. And that is also at Samma underscore podcast. That's S-A-M-A underscore podcast. Also, we need to release the old videos that we said we would. Of the original Sarma antics.
2: Plan,
1: don't you worry, but... That is becoming becoming a segment in itself, isn't it? Just reading off our socials. But that's not (laughs) it. You can also find us on Acast, because we are Acast content
0: creators! Every week. Why'd you get so excited (sighs) about it? Because we are
1: Acast content creators, my darling. So? We are rubbing shoulders... Not literally, because I don't like that. With... (laughs) Some of the biggest podcasters in the UK, such as Chris and Rosie Ramsey.
2: No way, man. Stephen Eh?
1: Bartlett. We We are rubbing shoulders with greatness. And all that's left to say is we'll chat to you next week.